Our guest today at Start Things is an associate professor at the Mapua School of Industrial Engineering and Engineering Management who happens to speak five languages. When he's not busy doing academic work, he's a scuba diver and a free diver. We will definitely learn a lot in this episode, so stay tuned! Now, let's welcome to the show, Yogi Tri Prasetyo. So hi, hello, hello. Hi. hi. So thank you so much for joining here in Start Things, and I'm so thankful for giving us the time to talk to you about your background, your lifestyle, despite your busy schedule. So how are you? Uh, I heard that you're currently not in the Philippines. Oh, ngayon ako sa Indonesia. So yeah. yeah, but I'm good. Um, how was your uh, no travel in the pandemic? Is this your first time traveling again? Oh uh, well, I've been traveling a lot, you know, <laughs> domestic, but actually, you know, but yeah, it depends on the situation, you know. Like there was a time when uh, the Delta variant was like, uh, you know, uh, it went crazy, you know, and then like uh, so many fatalities. But uh, now it's actually pretty good, you know, if you yeah. would like to travel because like less people and you can enjoy a you know private resort in a very cheap price. So. Yeah. <laughs> so until when yeah. are you going to be in Indonesia? <laughs> I think I'll go back uh, in August, uh, oh. you know, during the school year, the mm-hmm. new school year. I think that that's the time when I go back, you know. Mm. So you're going to spend Christmas in there? Yeah, of course. And a new year in the yeah. uh, luxury boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have relatives there or are you just by yourself? Um, uh, well, I have relatives, I have friends, so mm. yeah. I'm yeah. not going alone. <laughs> okay, so that's good. So here in our podcast, it's uh, titled Start Things. And you remember your feature in Mapua where you are featured as Master Things. I think I saw that in your cover <laughs> yeah. photo. You are it's like master. every time when you go to the Mapua website, you will see me. Yeah, <laughs> like, so Master big. Things. Yeah, at the beginning, I was kind of like, uh, okay, I would like to check my email. I was kind of like, wait, I think I know this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's me. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, up until now, you can still, you know, yeah. find me on the first page of first Mapua. Page. Yeah. Um, okay. In that 10-second clip, of your feature in Mapua, there's a, a little background about what you do, who you are. So it's really evident that you are really a hardworking and passionate uh, person for attaining all of these uh, achievements that you have now. I want to know more about your journey in getting your MBA and PhD at the age of 27 because I know that for sure it's a long process to finally get there. Okay, so basically like I got my uh, bachelor <clears throat> from uh, University of Indonesia uh, majoring in industrial engineering but uh, during my junior year you know I went to Japan for one year to was at a university as an exchange student okay? <clears throat> and then uh, when I was in college I realized that uh, I really like doing research I really like uh, I like teaching so it's like You know, I became the assistant. Uh, I was an assistant in the laboratory. Uh, it's actually ergonomics laboratory. Okay, and then like uh, I like teaching my juniors, and then like uh, sharing uh, knowledges, and then uh, yeah, of yeah. course, doing research. Okay, then uh, what's next? Because I need to define who am I and uh, what I am good at, because that's very important for the next step. Yeah. And I'm thinking like. Uh, I like doing research. I like teaching. Okay, so becoming a professor is actually uh, one, you know, one of the choices. But another one is actually 
uh, I can also be a businessman. And that's another choice, you know, start new business and so on. Yeah. But I realize that I'm not good at doing business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not good at doing business because yeah. uh, relation things and then like dealing with the, so many people with politics yeah. and so on and then try to negotiate. I'm like, I'm not good at that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking like I would rather just like okay, just uh, uh you know stay in the laboratory and then you know do there by myself and then present or like share the story there yeah. in front of uh, you know audiences. That's the thing that I like. So okay, that's the time. Then then I realized that during my final year, that's the time when I realized that okay, then uh, perhaps uh, I was born to be <laughs> yeah. a faculty. So I was born to be a faculty, and then I love the freedom. You know the, mm-hmm. the you know because becoming a faculty is actually you uh, you have freedom. It's not yeah. freedom. I would say you control your own schedule, but of course you have so many uh, responsibilities. So yeah, uh, then that's the time when I decided okay, then I want to be an academician. You know, a faculty. Yeah. But of course I can do my my you know, share my study for industry, but uh, my main is actually in academic. So yeah, that's the time when I. Uh, realized then okay then I applied for uh, you know for my master mm-hmm. uh, you know got full scholarship then you know I went to Taiwan <clears throat> so actually Taiwan offered me okay a full scholarship including the living expenses and then uh, yeah I continue until I got a, a doctoral degree because you know if you want to be a professor and it's very clear you really want to be a professor mm-hmm. and then yeah why not just continue directly straight you know to the PhD that's why I finished everything when I was at the 27 and then I came to Papua when I was 27 and people you know on the gate it's like it's like yeah. on the gate uh, you know the the security asked me it's yeah. like no uh, student ID for I'm like <laughs> <laughs> well that's my journey especially like when you're young it's better for you to like uh, try so many different things and when you realize that what you are good at and when you feel so comfortable at doing it and I don't feel su- doing I mean it's difficult but I don't feel it's suffering mm-hmm. for me uh, because I like it so I like that you have tried different things like working for a company and then trying to get into business and then finally uh, finding that you have a passion for teaching in the academe, doing research. Yeah. So you've also mentioned that you have studied in um, the National Taiwan University of Science and Technology in Taiwan. You have also studied in Japan and in Indonesia. So a truly global academic background. So, <laughs> and you've um, in the uh, in those different schools, you have also gained a GPA of four point uh, getting full scholarships and awards. Can you tell us the experience of getting an education from three different countries and also uh, what's the difference um, in the universities here in the Philippines and also in different countries? Okay, so uh, start from the college first. Okay? <clears throat> in college, actually, uh, I studied industrial engineering. So basically, you study you know, all uh, parts in industrial engineering or I studied uh, at the University of Indonesia. I think the same with the UP, you know, it's very competitive, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, uh, sometimes you already try your best and your best is not the best. For industrial engineering in general, you know what, uh, it's it was very competitive. Okay, the, the students are, um, you know, try their best because of course, you know, like uh, as the college students, you want to have a good grade, you know, yeah. graduate on time. And then that's the, uh, at least that's the first step for getting a good job but it does not guarantee you get a good job yeah in the ui actually i realized that you have free time so during the free time that you, you can actually learn uh, different things for example doing the extracurricular extracurricular activities you know you join you know music or so on so that's the mm-hmm. the time then you know i try to pack you know my time 
so because engineering is difficult, you know, then it, it's you know you, you feel bored uh, if you just stay and then doing that for all you know days. Yeah. So, it's yeah. good to have something to do in besides. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. You know, it's good for you to be challenged. You know, with with you know competing in a positive way with uh, those uh, the other students. Okay, but in Japan, <clears throat> it was actually very individual. I would like to say, mm. uh, usually people usually students don't share or don't talk in the class. Oh, you know, yeah. you, okay. So basically, like it's more individual work, and then like you, uh, you know, just silent uh, and so mm. on, and then you just listen, and then like less discussion. You know, that that's oh. usually a very a uh, typical, you know, uh. class you know in, the, in japan in, yeah it's very common in, in japan you know because perhaps in japan you know well actually i studied at the waseda university mm-hmm. is one of the top two usually okay uh people in japan uh when you enter in a good university okay yeah. usually it's a, a guarantee for you to get uh, you know at least a guarantee for you to get a good job actually they focus more on the extracurricular activities oh. rather than yeah because they say like oh this is the because In during the senior high school, actually, they they, mm-hmm. they died for entering the university. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's do or die. Okay, but once you enter a good university, it's time for you to relax a little bit, usually. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. uh, uh, they, I don't know. Most of my friends, I would like to say, most of my friends, they they thought that ah, it's okay. You know, I got a uh, GPA two point something. It's fine. You know, I got the uh, internship mm-hmm. in. Uh, nice companies you know and then and then that's the step when i can get the uh, you know uh, uh, be a full time uh, employee there and then like uh, that's more important for them rather than actually f- focus more into the the academic so perhaps mm-hmm. that, that that's a little bit different okay because they devoted their time for doing extracurricular extracurricular activities like wow this is professional (laughs) (laughs) they are very talented actually and then once they define themselves they're actually pretty good you know at at, at doing that and then uh uh once they enter the you know the internship they devoted themselves you know to work you know so that's a a little bit different you know with you know in indonesia in the philippines when you're like oh this company and what i would like to change to another one if i have a better opportunity <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> usually it, it, it's quite common for young people in indonesia or in the philippines mm-hmm. so the difference is like uh usually the students become more serious in extracurricular activities exactly. rather than in the class and then yeah. but one in the junior year when they actually uh start doing the ojt they actually start taking the life more serious mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and in taiwan It's so American. <laughs> I mean, they're they're so open, and then they are very mm. eager to you know get involved with the foreigners, and then they mm. actually like they're really welcoming. At the same time, they are so smart. <laughs> you know, they are, they are you know most of most of those that I found, uh, but because my university NTUSD is actually one of the top uh, universities, mm. and of course you. Uh, you know the students are very competitive. You know the same like you I, and then. <laughs> Again, uh, you know, I've I've seen so many students good at the, the sports, good mm-hmm. at the academic, good at the music, and then they actually try to pack those things in uh, uh, one week. <clears throat> so that that time, you know, I practice more. Okay, of course, uh, during that time, I was a master degree and PhD degree mm-hmm. students, but at the same time, I was uh, an uh, you can say an amateur judo athlete. And then at the same time, I also uh, joined the wind orchestra in my university, but I compete more into judo. At the, at the beginning, I was like, "How how it is possible?" You know, I I I'm doing PhD and I'm still competing yeah, in sports. Yeah. You know, but I don't know because when I see my friends, you know, they they are also the GS students and they are still mm. good at the 
doing sports, especially when you are still in that age, you know, at like 25, uh, 26, mm-hmm. it's actually the, the peak of your yeah. uh, performance. Okay, So mm-hmm. that's the time when I have to push myself a little bit more because, you know, in, in, in the sports, you know, where, when you're getting older, you lose the, the strength, you lose the speed, you lose the, yeah. <laughs> you lose the stamina, you know, that that's that's common, you know. So that's why, you know, when I was like 25, okay, like do or die and then like I try my best and then, Yeah, the national competition. I got the silver medal. You know wow, that time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but once after that one, I'm I'm done. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, I'm done. I just need to focus on the the, the academy. Uh, the life I would like to say in in, in Taiwan, almost the same with the uh, with the UI, but uh, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, they are more the, the time management of the students actually much uh, better. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, in, in 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 Taiwan, and you 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 can see. You know, like. Uh, They have uh, special talents. For example, like good at playing piano. You know, although like yeah. your major is just uh, engineering. You know, because mm-hmm. it's technical university too. And then uh, good at uh, you know languages. You know, good at swimming. You know, they, you you can see those uh, uh, students because they actually train those skills from mm-hmm. the kids. You know, yeah. typical like Asian parents. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's real. You know, it's it's real. It's it's real. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Japan, it was a little bit different because. Yeah. Uh, They are polite, but they usually mm-hmm. they don't touch others people's area. So that's uh, mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. You mentioned that you've done uh, judo. You also joined the orchestra. So how did you balance that with your studies and also joining competitions, uh, getting your PhD, and all of that? So basically, like uh, no wasting time. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like. Actually, yeah, you try to pack all those 24 hours. It's actually in a sub, you know, uh, schedule, mm-hmm. small schedule, you know, yeah. and you try to pack everything <laughs> because usually, you know, you, you know, like you always have like one hour or two hours, like doing nothing or like, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, as I said, doing nothing, I would like to say it's a uh, uh, wasting time. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you don't get anything from, from, from that one hour or two hours, you know, basically mm-hmm. uh, I had no that kind of uh, schedule <laughs> so try to pack every if i sleep just sleep yeah. you know if i uh, uh work work if i have fun with friends just have fun with friends but that time it was actually pretty mm-hmm. tight you know for example hang out with friends one and a half hours okay so it's clear one and a half hours <laughs> yeah. you know? really you know and after that like what's what's next you know oh, uh, training mm-hmm. and so I mean, training okay next one is what oh going back to the laboratory okay what's next you know so once you are in the real life you know it uh, once you're working you know uh those things actually change With this, uh, since we're in a pandemic, it's inevitable to talk about the experiences we have now, um, comparing them for the experiences we have before the pandemic. So how do you feel the pandemic affected um, educational institutions? And particularly, how did it affect your teaching in Mapua? Uh, so um, it really forced all of us to stay at home. That's the, yeah. <clears throat> the biggest challenge you know, during this uh, pandemic. Okay. Uh, for my major is still fine, but although there are some, uh, you know, experiments that uh, I really would like to conduct those experiments, but it's quite impossible, you know, during uh, this period, you know, this pandemic. Uh, not all the things actually are bad because some some actually quite good, especially the flexibility. Yeah, you can teach from anywhere. I can teach from the beach. There was a time I yeah. teach from the beach, you know, like, oh. and then really, you know, and my yeah. students kind of like. Oh sir, are you at the are you at the beach? I'm like, oh yes. How do you know? Your bag is actually the wave. I'm like, yes. <laughs> the quality of the teaching, you know, I think it's still it's still the same. <clears throat> you know, it's just a different, you know, different feeling. And then for my for me myself, the good part is actually that uh, it's so flexible. Like I told you before, I can mm-hmm. teach from the beach. I can I can go like 
go diving in a scuba, I said, free diving in the morning. And then after that, I can teach you. We have to yeah, yeah. It's common, you know, like there was a time like that. And then there was a time I was like, it's like, oh, I had a two hours break. And then I went for a hiking, uh, hiking for a while. And then like, uh, and it went back to the hotel and continue teaching. That's, it brings more flexibility, I would like to say. But uh, sometimes, you know, I really miss conducting the, you know, uh, experiments that it's actually mm-hmm. quite impossible for you to do that in the, this online yeah. setting. Okay, so I sometimes you know I miss uh, the things and somehow uh, when you meet up with a person, you know it, the feeling is actually of course different, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you meet up face to face, you know uh, the feeling is actually uh, quite uh, different. But uh, somehow for me, <clears throat> I already get used to it, and then uh, I will still continue doing this because uh, in my department we have the master degree, online master degree. Mm-hmm. So I have some students even in the Middle East, you know, in Singapore, in the so many you know because there are so many filipinos there right you know? yeah. so mm-hmm. we will still keep doing this uh, online Set uh, setting <clears throat> you know online, online. but uh, uh, in terms of the publications uh, i don't know i <laughs> somehow i feel i jump you know in terms of the, yeah. <laughs> the productivity because because you don't like i told you the time is very important and then when mm-hmm. i woke up you know, when I woke up, the coffee is already there. My breakfast is already there because my parents mm-hmm. already set it for me. Yeah. Have breakfast, you know, start to work. Oh, I, usually I work for 15 hours one day, uh, you know, in front of my computer and just one hour break, you know, perhaps just go to the gym and then like uh, take a walk for a while and then mm-hmm. go back to work and sleep for eight hours. Usually that's my uh, life during the pandemic. If if it's actually just stay at home, okay? I want to uh, know more about the process of uh, writing scientific papers and research papers on how to choose a topic, uh, the process, and all of that because it's really time-consuming. It requires a lot of effort. So I want to know more about your routine in making one and what drives you to continue on making and publishing journal articles and research papers. So uh, like what I mentioned before, that you know I went straight from the... Uh, um, from the MS, PhD, and then from you know, straight to the uh, becoming a faculty. Okay, so I already get used to it. Uh, this, you know, the setting that I have to create a research paper. <clears throat> Basically, it's not uh, new things for me, and it's not difficult. At the beginning, of course, like years, years ago, like eight years or nine years ago, it was difficult. And then, uh, how I can get the research topic? Actually, my research topic is actually quite diverse. You know, you can uh, find from the disaster related or like uh, for example uh, i published about the eruption of the volcano you know so or the uh nuclear power plant so uh usually you know i always watch yeah. the news because in the news that's somehow like uh, oh this is the the, the hot topic yeah. okay, and i should be the one who publish you know uh, from from that topic mm-hmm. just like i or like even the milk tea i probably something <laughs> about milk tea because there was a time like i really wanted to drink milk tea and then it's like uh is there a study about milk tea oh Voila. So I can just do that, you know. Uh, you really need to dig more into it because my major is human factors and ergonomics. So it's all about human, right? For example, yeah. uh, <clears throat> what factors influence your, um, I would like to say, uh, turn, uh, turn over intention, for example, because these days, you know, there are so many young uh, professionals, they actually, uh, you know, shift their work you know quite Mm-mm. you know they, they try to shift from one company to another company simple things about anything about human you know what Mm-mm. factors influence someone to conduct a you know podcast just like you <clears throat> so many right <clears throat> and what factors make you uh you know satisfy with the post podcast so many things mm-hmm. the speaker the internet quality you know the the topic you know 
or for you perhaps the what factors affect someone to uh, conduct a podcast because someone can you know make money from the podcast yeah. from YouTube you know yeah. uh, you know those things are are are, are simple you know in, in 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 our daily life so. you already made one here you already made another research topic here so. yeah <laughs> yes right <laughs> yes. But of course, you have to do it in a, in a scientific way. But mm-hmm. it is an art. I would like to say, and the art can be from anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, and another one, the art can be. Some people might like it. Some people might dislike the topic because it's yeah, it's art. So mm-hmm. uh, it's okay. You know, as long as you conduct uh, with a scientific way and report it in a scientific way, it uh, overall it is an art. People may agree with mm-hmm. it. People may disagree with it. But yeah. uh, you can find a topic from anywhere. Just yeah. podcast is already a very interesting topic. <laughs> so how long does it take you to? finish one uh a, an article or a paper uh depends you know uh depends uh who i work with because yeah. who you work with is very important <laughs> how do you find <laughs> co-authors those who edit my paper they they are actually my uh, friends you know mm-hmm. when i was in a phd so but i need i still need to be the one who write it first right before mm-hmm. sending to them for double checking and so on so finding a uh, sometimes you know finding a talented student is uh, one issue already <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so i don't i don't see i mean i don't i don't mean talented is like your gpa like 1.00 mm-hmm. no i would have to say like the, those who have uh, perseverance and then those yeah. who have uh, persistence dealing with the, the detailed things because research is not like a, okay you you can you can get the answer immediately like in the yeah you know in the calculus or whatever that is you, you can get the you know uh you have you need to study those things and you know, perhaps more for smart students you can just learn it in a quick way but doing research is very different because it takes uh, like i told you it's like making a, an art a sculpture yeah. let's say you know it, you have to take care with the details and then like uh, is it like this is it like that you have to read more and then like uh, you cannot say like oh sir this is going to be like this one i'm like mm, what's the basis for that one is there a, you know uh, the closest studies about that so uh That's why you know sometimes you know working with the right person is very important. But very I think important. in real life it's it's always important too. You know, like, yeah. so definitely like working with the right students is actually quite mm-hmm. important. Some students, you know, they can finish it within a very short period. Like, uh, I don't know, the fastest going to be like from the scratch until the finished paper. It's just one week sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's the fastest. You know, from from just the research idea from the scratch, the data collection, and finishing the paper. Yeah. You know, uh, even more perhaps ten uh, days usually. Mm-hmm. But this is actually a super talented student, you know, that uh, usually it takes 10 days. But uh, for those who don't have uh, um, experiences, you know, um, I don't know, six months usually. But six months is actually just finishing the paper. Mm-hmm. It does not guarantee that your paper will be accepted or will be published. So mm-hmm. uh, publishing that one is, an, is another challenge. But uh, usually students disappear during this period. They already graduate, right? Uh, usually students, you know, they disappear during this period and they say like, oh, sir, I graduated already and so on. Okay, then I, I should be the one who covers the rest, you know, until it gets published. And um, sometimes the step is actually close. Sometimes it's very far, you know. So it really diverse, you know. Sometimes it's, it can be quick, as quick as 10 days until it got accepted. Uh, my bataan was the fastest. It's... Only less than two weeks already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a journal, uh, it really depends on the topic. Sometimes you know the mm-hmm. topic is actually uh, like bataan. Nobody's doing bataan, you know. And then like mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you blow it up, the issue, you know, then then of course people will like it and it will be accepted immediately, you know. But uh, some topics 
for example about transportation you know it, there are so many people doing those things you know so it's quite challenging we have talked about you teaching in Mapua and also writing scientific papers and you also have a very active life outside the academe so you mentioned that you, uh, your schedule it's usually really packed in a day so can you tell us what your typical day is like before pandemic or or uh, let's do both <laughs> <laughs> okay let's just talk during pandemic okay because okay. The, the pandemic is uh, nowadays it's actually pandemic so for, let's just talk mm-hmm. about pandemic okay? Okay, okay so during the pandemic usually i woke up at 10 <laughs> 10, 10 a.m i have a breakfast and then like uh usually 10 15 i already start working up until five perhaps mm-hmm. you know up until five and until five i take rest for a while and then in the evening i went to i usually go to the gym from seven mm-hmm. to nine and from nine to three three a.m in the morning yeah. or like yeah. Yeah, three a.m in the morning continue work. work usually that's the typical life in uh, in here but uh, if i'm in the vacation mode you know so it, yeah. yeah vacation mode i would like to say vacation mode, but still working okay so when i woke up usually i i like to do like water related either you go to the swimming mm-hmm. pool and then just swim there or like you know if i'm just next to the beach you know in a very beautiful beach i usually go with friend uh that's a typical life after that one of course you have a brunch or lunch you know mm-hmm. and then you start working I start working and usually in the afternoon I go for you know workout another workout and in the evening another party and then like uh, work again. So that's a typical case you know when I'm uh, on uh, you know what on vacation. Let's now talk about what you said like you in the state of a vacation mode. So you are into free diving and also scuba diving. So because I ju- I also want to do that I haven't experienced any that kind of um, activity yet. So I want to know more about that. So can you tell us something about that practice of free diving and also um, school? Oh, okay, but uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the instructor. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's different when you've got like, uh, there's another level, another more mm-hmm. level, you know, people can, the world record for the free diving is like people can, for the constant weight, people can, you know go deep up to 131 meters with one breath mm-hmm. you know it, 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 yeah yeah really that's that's really the the top level you know so i'm not really <laughs> in that level uh i don't I, and i'm not really going to that level mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> the free diving is basically just like uh, uh, you know the very basic concept of the human you know diving you don't have any equipment Mm-mm. It's just you, one single breath, you go deep, enjoy the water, that's all. Yeah. But it's not that easy because like once you enter like the two meters or three meters, you already start the pressure on your ear, you know, and then uh, and then you already start uh, panic or like, uh, you know, so many things, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's, uh, you try to be like a fish. That's why there are so many techniques, okay, in mm-hmm. uh, free diving. And I feel like free diving is more difficult than scuba diving, but free mm-hmm. diving is uh, more handsome, you know. If you take a picture because it's cool about diving, you know, you have to breathe, right? Um, it's not good for the picture. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for the picture, you know. You have to breathe all the time and then like mm-hmm. uh, the tag is actually quite heavy and mm-hmm. you cannot move like a mermaid, you know, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I just like the, the free diving. And the free diving mm-hmm. is actually uh, it reminds me about my limitation because uh, like mm-hmm. I told you before, you know, we as a human we have the limit and and you know, it helps me uh, to accept my limit. For example, that uh, uh, my limit nowadays perhaps uh, up to what thirty meters, perhaps you mm-hmm. know, with uh, one uh, breath. You know, that's my maximum. But and and I accept it. Okay, well, you know, 
that's my maximum and I already pushed so hard to 30 mm-hmm. meters with one breath but uh, for fun free diving perhaps usually like less than 15 meters you already can find beautiful mm-hmm. you know sea I mean the corals and so on but it reminds me like the yeah accept your weakness and then do what can you do with that weakness for example mm-hmm. my limit is just up like 30 but 30 is actually quite rare usually like let's say 25 or 20 meters under the water and I'm not trying to be someone else for example that the uh, Uh, looking at the instructors, they can go deep like 80 mm. meters, 100 meters. No, I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. And I realized that this is my limit, but I also have mm-hmm. a strength too. So what can I do with my strength with the 20 meters? Because not all people can go to, you know, that one with one single breath, but I can do that. So you, you know yourself even more, you know, because, mm-hmm. oh, this is my limit, you know. Yeah. Some some of my friends, they have, uh, they actually have, have a good uh, uh, breathing technique, but their, uh, their ear, there's something wrong with their ear. So they cannot, you know, go into super deep. And they can accept it and they know their mm-hmm. limit oh my limit is around 12 after 12 usually it's, it's, it's so hard and so mm-hmm. on so did you train for that or you just uh, of course I trained for that <laughs> yeah. I trained hard for that I oh, trained yeah. hard for that mm-hmm. at the beginning uh, uh, the training was like uh, you know the, 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 the beginner was like three days training mm-hmm. it was It was so suffering, you know, that the streets. <laughs> Because it's so new for me, you know. I, I thought that, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a good swimmer. I'm, I had the scuba diving license. Mm-hmm. And I let me try the free diving. Okay, you have a license. Well, yeah, but yeah. when I tried the free diving, it's totally different because it's mm-hmm. really pushing myself even more, even more difficult. <laughs> so the first three days, it was uh, difficult. But uh, after that one, I had another coaching session, another mm-hmm. training. And now, actually, I'm quite comfortable, you know, with, uh, you know. Under the water, and yeah, the one on the Mapua website. <laughs> yeah, your picture. <laughs> yeah, my picture. You know, like like that time, right? like the yeah. Well, I mean that that's more. I, I don't know. That's more handsome right? rather than the scuba. <laughs> you you already mentioned that you scuba diving also free diving helped you to find your limit, your strengths and weaknesses. So how does it help you in your career and also outlook naman po in free okay, diving? So... Yes, uh, the same thing like like what I told you before. You know, some uh, some already instructor or like advanced level or free diving athlete. You know, they even can go deep to 131 meters. But again, ask them like how many years they devoted themselves for that one, and how many years they they did the training uh, for that one. So I'm not really into that one. Right? I mean, my professional job is a faculty and then uh, i mean an academician so mm-hmm. well i just need to be very good with this one i need to devote my time to this one okay and then i'm not trying to be someone else for example mm-hmm. like uh, yeah there are so many you know if you see the world outside you know there are so many great professors yeah. and then like i'm no one and then like mm-hmm. when you see you know someone already at the sky level it's already very amazing but there are so many above the sky sometimes you know when i met people like How, how how did you do that it's so mm-hmm. frightening but it's like oh it's no 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 you're still young just keep continue doing uh you know things when i was young i was just like you too but i was like no when when you were young you were just like you know three times you know <laughs> three times above me already you know at the same <laughs> so yeah actually like what i said before just accept your limit and uh, you know mm-hmm. your strength you know what you are good at but uh, at the same time that uh, you know just try to do what we can do with our strengths mm-hmm. like i told you even in the 20 meters there are so many nice fishes yeah many nice photographies you mm-hmm. know like like in the just less than 20 meters you know like less than 20 meters there are so many nice places mm-hmm. actually and then you can actually go enjoy that one you know in in, in, in those 20 meters and you accept your limit okay that's my limit yeah. 20 meters. <laughs> and then 
I just let me try to be good at uh, this one. Okay, and then there are so many people can go deep, like 131, 80. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like you can, for example, you you only can go deep like five meters or six meters. It's a long journey. It really helps me to accept and, uh, my weaknesses and then mm-hmm. know what's my strengths. And we can do actually many things with our strengths. So, how did your teaching experience in Mapua help you in your in your career right now? Uh, the first time I teach PhD, I was just 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 30, okay? so it's like <laughs> about okay, like like 29 years old. I had the PhD. I have you know I had seven PhD students, and it was my first time oh, teaching yeah. the PhD. So mm-hmm. you know, for example, teaching online master degree students, you know, all of them they are professional workers, you know, mm-hmm. and then they they they've been working in their industries for years, 30 years sometimes, you know, like you mm-hmm. can see. Teaching those people sometimes is very challenging because uh, you have to make it quick and practical, and then it can be applicable for them because they don't really take care more on the you know too much statistic, mathematics, and so on. At the end of the day, it's like is it profitable? You know, what's the decision? You know, what's your plan? And I know you know what people in industry want. Okay, and teaching BS is actually uh, quite cute because the BS <laughs> is actually that the you know you always do what uh, I ask. You know, for example, can you do this? They say yes. Can you do that? They say yes. You know, and so on. So um, before we end our episode, so would you mind sharing some advice for people who want to start things? <laughs> so okay, that- and this is for young people usually, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> so the first thing is like you have to make yourself better. Like I told mm-hmm. you before, like the, my free diving experience, you know, you know who you are yeah. and then you know what your capabilities, you know what's your strength, your weaknesses, you know. Um, it's quite difficult, for example, you do, for example, it's, that is your weaknesses, but uh, your parents keep uh, forcing you to do, let's say, electrical engineering, but you don't mm-hmm. like uh, physics, you don't like uh, coding, you know, it's quite difficult, you know, because you know that's your weaknesses. If you choose that path, usually it's quite difficult, okay? So just what you are good at and then what you are comfortable you know, uh, with, for example, you're comfortable with uh, doing what online broadcasting, you know, you're comfortable <laughs> with, uh, uh, you know, meeting new people and do interview with that and then learn, you know, uh, new life experiences from the, those people, perhaps that's the thing that you like. So if you would like to do that, perhaps the broadcasting world is actually quite, quite, you know, suitable for you. Okay. So basically find what you are good at you don't need to be good at all of that the same thing like what i when i was in a bs you know i was not good at all of those those courses you know some courses you know i even got well you know bad grade but still Mm -hmm. pass okay (laughs) uh so i don't choose that path to Mm -hmm. be my major in ms or phd i choose what i'm really good at whether when what i am you know, good at and what I like, you know, so if you choose what you're good at and what you like, the next one, of course, uh, okay? but if you like it, you feel comfortable doing it, although yeah, it's difficult, but why I keep doing this? Because I like it. That's the thing that I want in this life. And that's the thing that makes me comfortable in this life. Okay. So always try uh, your best, you know, for example, you try your best in all subjects, but if you, I already tried, you know, my best mm-hmm. in those subjects that I dislike, okay, but of course, but uh, I dislike that. So the result was not uh, that good as the subjects that I like. So, but at least I try my best and I know, you know, I know that's okay. This is my weaknesses, okay. And, and I will not choose that one as my path. So I choose what I am good at and then be comfortable with. But of course, before uh, going there, you know, you have to know yourself more and more. Mm-mm. Okay. <clears throat> know yourself uh, more and more. And then how to know yourself more and more. Of course, you have to try several different things yeah. like in the real life. Like mm-hmm. internship, like I told you before, internship mm-hmm. I just like this. Uh-uh. Doing business, failure, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, then then actually you, you try to know mm-hmm. yourself more and more. And then, okay, then I, this is my strength. 
why not going to you know uh, uh, this path and then yeah here i am now uh, i already dream myself uh, like this one perhaps like a uh, nine years ago or like yeah nine years ago i described myself oh i i'll one day i'll be in that uh you know that point and mm-hmm. yes i'm in that point now but i of course i have another point you know for the next one <laughs> for the next one yeah. you know that's that's people life right that, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's people life you know once 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 you know yourself you know you're good at that one the next one is going to be very difficult the same thing like with the athlete in like judo yes you're mm-hmm. good at judo but in what level barangay level of judo or mm-hmm. you know the municipality level or mm-hmm. what province mm-hmm. level or national level you know or international level mm-hmm. okay so the next one is going to be very difficult no matter what path you choose no matter what path you choose you will you will find so many difficulties but because you choose it because you like it so you feel it's fine mm-hmm. look at those you know top athletes you know no matter they they got the broken bone they got the injuries mm-hmm. but they still keep going on and on because that's the thing that the, what they are fighting yeah. for in this mm-hmm. life okay so yeah so know yourself and then uh move forward and then uh don't be afraid to try to new things and you have to try your best of course yeah so you he- you heard it first everyone the, uh, from dr yogi is on uh, how to start things is to uh, know yourself of oh, course yeah and try different experiences move forward and just uh, do what you think is best for you and what you're good at so in the future you will continue to follow on on that because you have that passion on what you are doing so thank you so much yogi tripasetio for sharing your insights and experiences with us i'm sure our listeners learned a lot from this episode on how to master things so this has been your host Ange Lingat, and this is the start things program on cardinal conversations Brought to you by Mapua Radio Cardinal, Red and Gold on Air.